Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Heather, and uh, we are wrapping up 1 Thessalonians, then we're going to read all of 2 Thessalonians, then we're going to be back into Acts. Uh, So we're going to be thoroughly Thessalonialized today. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> what do you think? All right. Uh, so, hey, everybody. A couple of things stood out to me. One was in um, once we moved, we moved to Second Thessalonians when Paul is talking about like this endurance and hardship, endurance and suffering, endurance and persecution, and um, I just think that as um, Christians in America, it's very hard for us to have any context for that. So um, he, he was talking about like you know, maybe your next door neighbor, like people who would have been close in community with you, persecuting you, um, sometimes to death. Like it was very intense. Um, So I think that we need to be careful that we don't just like try to see the mirror of our lives and everything we read. That's one thing that stood out to me. The other thing is, is he explains that like um, God and his justice is going to pay back. And I don't know what that looks like exactly. I mean, he kind of lays it out, but that's not our job. And I think that, um, this image of like the Avenger Jesus is that, is that coming? I think so. I mean, it seems like that is, but that isn't what our model is right now. And I think that that is a good reminder, um, to me when I want to get even, or I want to compare lives or discrepancies, or why is that person who I think shouldn't be having whatever I perceive to be a blessing or whatever, um, receiving that. When I try to make things right in my own mind, like this is a good reminder to me, like this actually not up to me. My job is to follow Jesus, to model Jesus, to make myself lower, lift up others, and um, let God sort it out. Yeah, that's good. Um, there's there's definitely a lot of, I mean, First and Second Thessalonians is just pretty practical to that immediate audience, I think. Um, there, there, there are apparently people that are very concerned about the return of Christ. Uh, we saw some allusions to that in first Thessalonians. We see allusions to that again in second Thessalonians. If you're super into that stuff, man, you're going to be excited when we get to revelation later on this year. Um, it's kind of interesting to me that Paul talks about these end times topics. I guess I'm, I'm speaking specifically through second Thessalonians two, one to 12, Um, but he doesn't seem to get caught up there very long. Like he kind of seems to be like, Hey, yeah, there's an end coming. There's going to be some crazy things that happen. Listen, this is what's important. Get back to living your life, honoring Christ with your life. Uh, that's one of the things that stuck out to me a lot here. Um, because he, I mean, Paul says some pretty intriguing, heavy kind of topics. Um, but he doesn't spend much time drawing those out and explaining those very far. And then he seems to kind of say, like, hey, don't get distracted by all that. Like, continue to love Jesus with your life. Continue to love your neighbors with your life. And continue to be contributing to your community. Uh, there's kind of a hilarious end of this letter that's, like, not very nice to people that he thinks are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition they received from us. Um there's also a line, where's the, there's a verse about if you don't work, you don't eat. Um, it's another 
hilarious example of when people take things sort of out of context, because I've definitely heard that verse before uh, as it relates to things like um, public security programs. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's not really what Paul was talking about at all. Yeah. Like, this was not about social safety nets necessarily. This was like, hey, if you're a believer, make sure you're contributing to your community, which in some ways could drive us to contribute to social safety net kind of things. And we know that the the early church was not against these kinds of programs, Um, Because so much time is given to figuring out how to feed widows and orphans. Uh, So it's very important to read scripture in context. Don't just pull out one verse and make that your life goal. Um, Just try to understand God's whole story. The other thing I want to know is uh, why in church we don't greet each other with a sacred kiss anymore. I don't know what's up with that. Um, Speak for your own church. (laughs) (laughs) There are several churches that do that. Uh, One thing that made me, um, when you were just talking about that. I would like to be on the record that we don't practice that here. Oh, sorry. We're and I, four worship I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that part. Uh, same. Um, the when you were just talking about how we like he's admonishing people like to not live idle lives and to contribute, but the way he ends that is like really interesting. Um, and I don't know if this is what he means, but he says we command such people and urge them in the name of Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their own living. And I think a lot of times, like if we could just get people to settle down, <laughs> like that would actually be so helpful. Right? So it's like, settle down, like, just work at what you're supposed to be working at, Mm -hmm. you know? And then his next thing is, like, never get tired of doing good. I love that. That seems to be a theme, actually, in Thessalonians. He's mentioned that a couple times, about just continuing to do good. Yeah. It's hard. It's easy to get off track and not do that. (laughs) So then he's going to be, we pick up Acts 18. He's going to be drug into court. People don't really care. The Romans seem to not care that much about Jewish squabbles. Uh, that's kind of how they see this stuff is like, Hey, I don't really care what gets taught in your synagogues. Get out of here. Um, but people just, they just like, they're not allowed to punish Paul. So they just go out and grab somebody else. Um, must've been wild times, huh? Wild times for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like the person actually paid. So it says like, um, they beat him right there and the guy in charge just actually paid no attention. He's just like, whatever. <laughs> Bunch of crazy people sorted out on your own. Settle down. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's what we got today. We'll be in Acts again tomorrow. We'll be in Acts and Corinthians. So I'm excited to dig into some of these topics uh, as we keep going tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Bye, Bye. guys. First Thessalonians 5, starting in verse 12. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone, see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit, do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and make your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. Dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a sacred kiss. I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter to all the brothers and sisters. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. 2 Thessalonians 1, starting in verse 1. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. 
We are writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you, because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. We proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness in all the persecutions and hardships you are suffering. And God will use this persecution to show His justice and make you worthy of His kingdom, for which you are suffering. In His justice, He will pay back those who persecute you. And God will provide rest for you when you are being persecuted and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. He will come with His mighty angels in flaming fire, bringing down judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with eternal destruction, forever separated from the Lord in His glorious power. When He comes on that day, He will receive glory from His holy people, praise from all who believe. And this includes you, for you believed what we told you about Him. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of His call. May He give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live, and you will be honored along with Him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how, he, and how we will be gathered to meet Him. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them, even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. Don't be fooled by what they say, for that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and divide everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God, claiming that he himself is God. Don't you remember that I told you about this when I was with you? And you know what is holding him back, for he can be revealed only when his time comes. For this lawlessness is already at work secretly, and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed, but the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him with the splendor of his coming. This man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power, signs, and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction, because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived, and they will believe these lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing truth. As for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters loved by the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit, who makes you holy and through your beliefs in the truth. He called you to salvation when we told you the good news. Now you can share in the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. With all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and keep a strong grip on the teaching we have passed on to you, both in person and by letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and wonderful hope, comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing you do and say. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we ask that you pray for us. Pray that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes, just as when it came to you. Pray, too, that we will be rescued from wicked and evil people, not, for not everyone is a believer. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And we are confident in the Lord that you are doing 
and will continue to do the things we commanded you. May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition that they received from us. For you know that you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night so we would not be a burden to any of you. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even while we were with you, we gave you this command, those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. We command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their living. As for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Take note of those who refuse to obey what we say in this letter. Stay away from them so that they will be ashamed. Don't think of them as enemies, but warn them as you would a brother or sister. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord be with you all. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting, Paul. I do this in all my letters to prove they are from me. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Acts 18.4 Each Sabbath found Paul at the synagogue trying to convince the Jews and Greeks alike, and after After Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul spent all his time preaching the word. He testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed and insulted him, Paul shook the dust from his clothes and said, Your blood is upon your own heads. I am innocent. From now on I will go preach to the Gentiles. Then he left and went to the home of Titius Justus, a Gentile who worshipped God and lived next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, and everyone in his household believed in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also heard Paul, became believers, and were baptized. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack and harm you. For many people in this city belong to me. So Paul stayed there for the next year and a half, teaching the word of God. But when Gallio became governor of Acacia, some Jews rose up together against Paul and brought him before the governor for judgment. They accused Paul of persuading people to worship God in ways that are contrary to their law. But just as Paul started to make his defense, Gallio turned to Paul's accusers and said, Listen, you Jews, if this were a case involving some wrongdoing or serious crime, I would have a reason to accept your case. But since it is merely a question of words and names in your Jewish law, take care of it yourselves. I refuse to judge such matters. And he threw them out of his courtroom. The crowd then grabbed Sosthenes, the leader of the synagogue, and beat him right there in the courtroom, but Gallio paid no attention. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time after that, then said goodbye to the brothers and sisters and went on his way to Centria. There he shaved his head according to the Jewish custom, marking the end of a vow. Then he set sail for Syria, taking Priscilla and Aquila with him. They stopped first at the port of Ephesus, where Paul left the others behind. While he was there, he went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews. They asked him to stay longer, but he declined. As he left, however, he said, I will come back later, God willing. Then he set sail from Ephesus. The next stop was the port of Caesarea. From there, he went up and visited the church at Jerusalem and then went back to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul went back through Galatia and Phrygia, visiting and strengthening all the believers. 
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.